Hey everyone, this is Ben Gusenkov, the producer of all things Fuel for Life, and I want to personally invite you to an event we're going to be hosting this Saturday, March 12th at Anthem Coffee in Tacoma. It's going to be called Fuel for Life Night, doors open at 6.30, and it's basically going to be an amazing event filled with worship, filled with the word. Pastor Bogdan is going to be speaking, there's going to be a Q&A session, there's obviously going to be great coffee and food, we're going to have amazing fellowship, basically overall it's going to be an amazing time. Feel free to bring a friend. Actually, I encourage you to bring a friend, and we are looking forward to seeing you there. Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. There's something that many of us potentially want to do and i think that's pressing the reset button in a particular area of our life and i believe it's important because resetting gives you a better perspective a better outlook on whatever is going on in your life so i'm going to talk about that today so go ahead and open with me to uh, matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 22. this particular text this is when jesus is uh, speaking to his disciples and he's actually uh, calling disciples for the very first time. So Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 22. Here is what Jesus is saying and the title of my message today is Reset. Okay, so the title of my message is Reset. So here's what Jesus does. So while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon who is called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them follow me and I will make you fishers of men immediately they left their nets and followed him and going on from there he saw two other brothers James the son of Zebedee and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father mending their nets and he called them immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him, followed Jesus. When I was growing up and when we were starting, uh, when I was starting elementary school, um, let's see what's going on here. Okay. Oh, we just need to screw this in and we're good to go. So when I was, when I was growing up and um, I, when we were going to elementary school, we had a particular tradition in our household. And the tradition was basically to go and to buy brand new school supplies. And maybe some of you guys here have that kind of a tradition in your family, uh, or maybe you did. And for me, that was one of the most exciting parts of the year. A lot of kids get excited about going to the toy store. I got excited about going to the office supply store to get, um, to get new school supplies. And so I always remember going in there with my parents, and um, I'm the only boy out of four sisters. I had my uh, sisters with me, and we would go through all the um, shelves and get brand new school supplies. And one of the most exciting things for me was to get a brand new notebook, a spiral notebook. I'm kind of probably aging myself when I say spiral notebook. Many of you guys don't even know what that is. There's also another type of folder that was called a trapper keeper, okay? And not sure if anybody remembers that or not. But I loved blank notebooks because, to me, they 
told me about the possibilities of what could be put in there. So I loved buying new pens. I loved buying new pencils. I loved the smell of the lead as you sharpen a brand new pencil. I loved the, when you open up a brand new notebook and it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting and I can look into it and there's blank pages. And I thought of all the endless possibilities, all the new things that I would learn. School supplies. Fall, beginning school, it's a new quarter for us, it's a fall quarter, and I believe the reason that I was so excited about those notebooks, the blank notebooks, was because the blank page told me that I'm beginning new, I'm getting a fresh start, and I can press the reset button on whatever was happening before in my life, and so I absolutely loved it, I absolutely enjoyed it, and Maybe you came in here today and summer is over. You understand that. And you're moving into the fall quarter. And there is a particular area in your life where you would like to press the reset button. Maybe you came in here today and you have a whole bunch of things, maybe weight that's on your shoulders of things you did in the past, things you're going to do in the future, and you're just worried about that. I want to give you permission today to press the reset button, to open up a blank page, and to start fresh. This is actually what God is all about. If you read Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created. God creates something out of nothing. God loves to create new. And this text that we just read today is all about reset. It's all about starting fresh. And so Jesus is calling his first disciples. And so the big idea that I want to focus on this morning is this, that your past is a part of your life but it does not define your life. Are you guys with me? Your past is a part of your life, but it does not define your life. So whatever weight or anything you came in here with today, I want you to press the reset button. Today we're starting fresh, we're starting new, and I always remember um, a bumper sticker that I've seen. It's a little bit cliche, but I like it. It says, if you're going the wrong way, God allows U-turns, right? How awesome is that? God does allow U-turns, and I believe we can press the reset button on whatever it is that we might not be where we need to be. And so this is the common objections that, I, that usually you're going to say right now. This is probably what you're thinking about. You want to press the reset button. You want to serve Christ more faithfully, but you're saying, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not equipped. I have past mistakes. I'm not qualified, and I have a bunch of failures. Here's the problem with that kind of mentality. Jesus doesn't say to us, straighten out your life, and then begin to follow me. Jesus says, follow me, and I will straighten out my life, your life for you. Jesus doesn't say, clean up your mess, and then come to me. Jesus says, come to me, and I will take your mess upon myself and give you a brand new life. Amen? That's what Jesus does. So a lot of people make the mistake and think, okay, well, I'll press the reset button later. I'll start later, but I want it to be today. Now, many of us experienced a lot of failures in life. We fail in all sorts of different areas, relationships, financial areas, physical, emotional, spiritual. We fail in those areas. And often when we fail, we feel like we cannot press the reset button. But I want to give you guys a couple of characteristics of people who hung out with Jesus consistently, and yet they did a lot of things that were not the best. So when we talk about the disciples, okay, a rogue bunch of guys that are following Jesus. Well, first of all, they were very proud. They were prideful. 
If you recall, they were walking together and they began to argue about who is greater. You guys remember that, right? So these are people who are hanging out with the Son of God, i.e. God himself, and they're thinking about, you know what, who's better or who's greater? They were overconfident. If you remember Peter, he said, Jesus, I will never deny you. He denied him three times. They were cowardly. If you remember, when Jesus came to the cross, there was no more disciples left around him. They abandoned him. They didn't listen well. They didn't understand Jesus' teaching. Jesus continuously said to them, I'm on a mission here. I'm going to the cross. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise on the third day. And what were they doing? They were not listening. They could not understand what he was saying. Not only that, but they were vengeful. If you remember, there was these uh, two amazing brothers who basically said, Jesus, why don't you send fire from the sky and destroy this village? Okay. Now, if you have ever been any one of those things, prideful, overconfident, maybe vengeful, maybe not listening, I want to tell you today that you're in good company with me, with the disciples. So that's not something that we need to continuously um, uh, uh, dwell on. And maybe today... You came in here this morning, and because of some sort of pressure that you've experienced in your life, you've done some of these things. Maybe because of some sort of financial pr pressure, you've like fudged on taxes, or you've done things that's wrong. Maybe you were under some other type of pressure, and you became prideful. You became overconfident. You were maybe cowardly. You were vengeful. Here's what I want to tell you. Not only are you in good company, but Jesus Christ has forgiven you for that sin, and he's allowing you today to press the reset button on that. And a lot of people think that Jesus forgave their sin, and that's all he did. But if Jesus forgave your sin, and he did, you must follow him faithfully. That's the sign of a true disciple. It's obedience. And so today I want to tell you guys three ways to reset your life. And the first way, the first way is this. Realize that Jesus is calling you, okay? It's a personal call. If you look at the text, it says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, and they were casting that into the sea. And he said, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Listen to this. Jesus doesn't just call on them. He calls them out. Jesus personally chooses them. Now, if you do like a historical analysis of the Sea of Galilee, this was not a popular place. It's not like one of those places where everybody always went to. This was a very unknown place. It was barely on the map, yet Jesus goes there. Now, think about it for a second. If you're somebody who's going to be turning the world upside down and you need a group of 12 guys, would you go to the Sea of Galilee where there are a bunch of unlearned, unknown fishermen, or would you go somewhere else? But look at the logic of God in this particular instance. Jesus doesn't go to the courts of Herod to get the bourgeoisie or the elite on his team. Jesus doesn't go to Jerusalem to get priests or scribes or Pharisees to get on his team. He goes to the Sea of Galilee that is a completely unknown place, and he finds fishermen. Now, let's talk about fishing for a moment, okay? These guys 
were not fishing for recreation. They were fishing for vocation, okay? That was their job. It's not like they had a corporate job, they wore a suit and tie, and now they're like, cool, let's go fishing on the weekends. This was the way they made money. If there was no fish, there would be nothing to eat. So these guys are fishing, and Jesus comes to them. Now, here's what I want you guys to focus on in this thing, that Jesus is calling you. I want to talk about calling for a minute. All of us are called to something, okay? But when Jesus calls you, he's going to allow you to get into deeper and deeper and deeper levels of calling. Let me explain how. These disciples that Jesus came to and called them when they were at the Sea of Galilee fishing, they were already believers, okay? They already believed in Jesus. The reason they believed was because John the Baptist preached about the repentance of Jesus. And when Jesus finally came on the scene, John the Baptist says, Jesus must increase, I must decrease. John says, follow Jesus. Quit following me. So these disciples were already believers. They believed in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.